Welcome to Flowcast. I'm your host, Jeremiah Washington. And with me today are Sister Elise Ramirez and Sister Marceline Cook. Welcome, sisters. Thank, Thank you, Jeremiah. It's good to be with you. Thank you for joining me today. Both of you wear many different hats for the Dominican sisters, but today you are with me to talk about the Vatican's plan to help eliminate the effects of climate change. It's a program called the Laudato C Action Platform, correct? Correct. That's right. Let's start with the basics then. Sister Marceline, what is the Laudato C Action Platform? Well, Jeremiah, if you think of it as seven, 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 <clears throat> remember those three. So it's a seven year plan and it's for seven sectors of the global Catholic community, families, dioceses and parishes, educational institutions, which, of which we have some, hospitals and healthcare centers, organizations, economy, which includes business and agriculture, and then religious orders, of course, which is what we are and where we're coming from. <clears throat> so we have those seven sectors. And then there's seven goals based on what you just mentioned about having to do with the changing effects of climate. One's responding to this cry of the earth because of what's happening. Responding to the cry of the poor in the midst of this. It's how to build ecological economies. Economies that support what's going on and support our sustainability. Adopting simple lifestyles, uh, that's for us. Creating ecological education. How can we help others to know about it? And recovering an ecological spirituality. And finally, promoting community action and advocacy. So if this started in 2021, we have until 2028 to achieve sustainability in this whole spirit. So that's what the Laudato Si Action Platform is about. I like how it has a, a time frame to uh, try to finish the goal. That's interesting. How old are you going to be in seven years, Jeremiah, if I may ask? I'll be, I'll be uh, 30. Oh, wow. see? And so by then, it will have kicked in. Yeah, I don't want to rush that goal, though. I don't want to okay. rush that. Not at all. Um, Sister Elise, will yeah. you tell me why you and the Springfield Dominican sisters are involved in this effort? <laughs> First of all, you know how Sister Marceline just explained the 777? Yeah. Well, in Matthew 18, we hear Jesus, uh, someone asked Jesus, how often do I forgive? Seven times? 70? And he says, no, seven times 77 times, you know? So this seven is so critical. And a part of our response is that we, we really do know that the heart of Laudato Si is the heart of the gospel. It's about mercy, forgiveness, belonging, abundance. And the short answer after that long one is it's urgently needed, <laughs> urgently needed and uh, past time, past time. And as a community, uh, Jeremiah, we want to affect the next generation. And as the Native Americans taught us, the seventh generation. And isn't that right, Mars, the seventh generation. Yes. And so we want a world here for your children and your children's children and their children and Marceline's great nieces and nephews and their children and mine and all those persons around the globe that we don't even know, but we are committed to. So that's a, that's a big part of our yes. 
Um, and the sisters have been in our community and many religious throughout the world have been involved with this for over 20 years. Um, have you ever seen a yellow rumped warbler? No, I, no, I don't even know what that is. Well, it is this precious bird. And thanks to Jubilee Farm, you can go and see a yellow rumped warbler. You could even go and see at Jubilee Farm in just the right conditions, the um, the new, the new, not new, but a restored grasses and restored flowers like the bottle gentian that um, just recently Nate found blooming. That's what we're talking about. Finding a way to take the steps so that as, as Marceline just said, everything comes together. It's not this is happening here and that's happening here, but it comes together. What is Pope Francis asking of religious communities like yours in this case, Sister Marceline? Well, I'd say Pope Francis is asking us to get on board, to join the platform and to be a part of this. But then I think another question is not just what Pope Francis is asking of us, but what does the platform ask of us? If we buy into it and say yes, which we are, along with many others, what is it going to require of us? So I was thinking about that. It's going to require time. First of all, for some folks, it's time to study and, and to plan. How are we going to do this? And we have a committee that does, does meet about that. It's going to require some energy to be connected and look at possibilities. And I'm going to go back to my time, just thinking of what Sister Lee said when she was talking about what she saw or can see at Jubilee Farm, it takes our time and attention to those kinds of things. And I also think it's going to take a willingness to change our habits that are detrimental to the future of Earth. And that's going to be the one that's going to cost us. We're not going to like, we, we will think that we're being inconvenienced. Um, for instance, Here's just some questions I'll throw out. Can I get by without needing and using single-use plastics? Think of how often you do that in a day. Can I use a rag instead of always grabbing a paper towel to clean up something? Can I not only reuse and recycle, because that's kind of a common thing for us, but can I also reduce, can I consume less? Can I stop buying bottled water? I always talk about that one when I do Catholic social teaching because when we buy bottled water, we're promoting the privatization of water. And water really ought to be a human right for us because we need it. Our bodies are 85% water, so we have to have it. And the last question I'll just pose to go with this one is, can I reduce the waste from my home trash that goes into a landfill? Mm. I remember someone saying to me, they never th say, oh, I'm going to put this in the trash. They always say to themselves, I'm going to put this in the landfill because mm -hmm. it reminds us where that goes. So even thinking about those questions, that's mm -hmm. going to require a really strong willingness on our part to be willing to make changes in how we do things. But we're doing it for the good of what Elise was talking about, the future for our nieces and nephews and our great nieces and nephews down to many, many generations ahead. 
I never realized how the small things like that is a habit that is so hard to break for us. For people like, you know, myself that, like you said, can I just use a rag instead of, of paper towels to wipe something up? Would I would have never thought of, you know. It's not all that easy either, Jeremiah, because our house decided to try that this year. And we were so grateful when we realized we had seven years to do it. <laughs> it because it's a, it's a real, you know, you, you reach for it. And so the first week we were absolutely awesome. I won't say how many weeks we've been We've doing. been doing it at our house for quite a few years, but we, we are right now, we're still buying paper towels, but we do have, we keep a container of rags in the kitchen Oh, so that idea. more frequently we'll use a rag instead of a towel. So we are using less paper towels. So sometimes there has to be steps into this. Remember, it's always both and. Mm -hmm. That's a transformational value in and of itself. That is true. That is true. Well, Sister Elise, I know that this is not the first time you sisters have shown concern about climate change. I've been watching you for almost six years now. Can you tell me what you're already doing to live more sustainably? That is so awesome. Really, has it been that long, Jeremiah? That is so cool. Almost. Almost. See, talk about sustainability. We must be doing something right to keep you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, many of us have been making changes all along. And uh, what Ladato C is doing right now to help this be sustainable, you asked, what are we doing to live more sustainable? And we've been at it, is we're putting them together kind of a synergy. Is that the word you used, Marceline, or you yes. were talking about earlier? We come together. So um, it's hard to keep track, <laughs> but we have been keeping track. <laughs> so um, one thing that we want to do in keeping with Ladatos with the Laudato C Action Platform is contact other religious in the area. And we're in the midst of that, actually, with talking with the Franciscan sisters. You know, something that happened way back in 1999 uh, was that we had the purchase of Jubilee Farm. And that, at Jubilee Farm, within six, seven years, they were already practicing community sustainable agriculture. And that lasted for another six years. Okay, so that's pretty awesome. That's just a few of the actions through Jubilee Farm. And so when you go back to those seven goals, part of that is education. That's what Jubilee Farm is doing at the same time that it's restoring the land. In, in 2005, now you don't remember this because it was before you arrived. I don't even know if you were in the mind of God, but in 2005, they demolished one of our houses, one of our convents. It was a large building, St. Rose. And everything, including the chapel, the academy chapel, the old chapel, everything was salvaged. So as that building came down, it didn't come down like overnight. No, 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 because it takes longer time. Isn't that what Sister Marceline told us earlier? It takes time. So those are a couple of things. Another thing was that since 1997, even, Jubilee Farm has been doing different um, uh, retreats. I'm reading this off of the list now, uh, retreats, programs for our local convents, because we've had to learn all along the way. We're a part of our culture. We're a part of our society. And we have to unlearn some of what hasn't been helpful for our common home. You know, it's all a part of the common good. Even then in CASA, which was a renewal center way back in the mind of God, <laughs> even then in their newsletters, in Ben and CASA's newsletters, they were talking about 
sustainability, and ecological issues. We sent sisters to the border to work and with the immigrants, listening to the cry of the poor. That's one of the goals of Ladato Si. We have associates in Peru who actually participated in the Amazonian Synod in 2019. The there's a conference for sisters and such in Peru, and they asked the associates from each congregation, just a two, I think, to participate. You know, this is about justice. This is about racial justice. There is no racial justice outside of ecological justice. Would you agree, Mars? Absolutely. And there's no ecological justice outside of racial justice because we've got <clears throat> to pay attention to who's paying the price of these of these choices. You know, we're using social media today, right? At this very uno momento, right? And algorithmic injustice has to be assumed and not assumed, but really looked at even in how those algorithms are allowing social media to get out the education, get out the information. I shall stop. You see how busy we've been? Very. And sustainable. At the same time. This sounds really great. Um, it is. And it sounds like you could use some help. <laughs> how can others get involved, Sister Marceline? Let us, let us know. Okay, well, first of all, people have to know what this is about. There's a website for the Laudato Si Action platform. You can just Google it actually, and it will have different pieces of what is happening and what's going on. Also, I'd like to challenge people to read the encyclical Laudato Si. Um, if you don't have a copy, you can also go online and Google it with the word Vatican, and you can pull up a copy of it to read. Also, there's an um, in the resources, on the Laudato Si um, Action Platform website, there's a little animated video. It's really for young people, but I always find when they do those things for young people, there's such a clarity about them <laughs> that adults can learn from them mm -hmm. because it introduces Laudato Si. Mm -hmm. It's very worth your time. I'd also tell folks, check and see how your diocese or parish is being involved or are they involved in this? Maybe you can connect with others who are working on this effort. If folks want to contact us, that's fine. Also, we have a flyer that we can share. It has suggestions for the five R's. Respect, reuse, recycle, reduce, and restore. Mm. And it has suggestions under each of those. I think these actions can really help us. You know, they can help us transform how we think and what we think. I'm just so conscious as I was saying this, something that I learned yesterday. Um, I do work with um, what's called socially responsible investing. And I was learning about companies and there is a lar very large company and I was learning about how it is destroying the Amazon in the deforestation and it's a company that produces um, meat for a lot of our fast food rest, rest, uh, restaurants. And so that to me was how respecting, restoring, there's so many of those pieces that even goes into that larger picture. You know, there's a question about faith. Somebody says, you know, is it that I believe first and then I act? Or does, do I act? And then that leads me to belief. And I always think it's both. 
-hmm. Sometimes it's one way and sometimes the other, Mm -hmm. you know, but whatever it is, we are all called to respond in some way. And so those are just some positive starting ways. And then maybe as folks get involved, they can find more ways to be, to be involved in this. Well, you're involved right now, Jeremiah, because you're having this podcast. Yeah, and I'm also learning a lot from Same this conversation, here. let alone like it's, mm-hmm. but thanks to you both. I think our listeners will benefit from this conversation because I myself really have benefited a lot from this conversation personally. But before we go, can I ask you something a bit more personal? You two have a lot on your plates. Why did you say yes to serving to the committee? What motivates you? I wasn't kidding when I said your grandkid, your grandchildren and your children. I wasn't kidding when I said my nieces and nephews and their children and their children's children. I wasn't kidding about that. It's urgent. It's needed. It's the right thing to do. Mars, it's off to you. Okay, I'll, I'll talk about uh, why I said yes to the committee and what motivates me. I think my passion and my work has been around social justice and human rights for a long time. Mm -hmm. But I have to admit that over these past years, maybe 10, 15, I've been challenged to see rights beyond human rights. And that's a challenge. Mm -hmm. Let me think of it this way. You know, I think about the 2003 war in Iraq because we have a connection with the Iraqi uh, Dominicans. And when we talk about the war, we talked about the civilians it killed, but the war also killed the air. It killed the soil, it killed the water. For instance, weapons with depleted uranium poisoned the soil against future planting. And so that soil and air and water has rights too in its own way. And so, For me, growing in this understanding that all of creation has its own integrity because it was created by God, how can I not work to protect our common home? Well, I'm I'm very grateful for uh, this conversation. I'm even more grateful that we was able to do this for, you know, um, an episode of Flowcast to get this out there, let people know that this is serious. We're putting action behind words to make a change. So thank you again very much, Sister Elise and Sister Marceline. Thank you, Jeremiah. Seven times, seven times, 77 times. But thank you both very uh, much for joining us today. I've enjoyed it. For our listeners, we'll put links to the resources you mentioned in the show notes at flowcastlisten.org. This is Flowcast. I'm your host, Jeremiah Washington, and we're out. Stay blessed.